I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Yes, yes, real brain show, preciouses. Yes, and it's superhero Friday, which means anything goes. It is going to be out of control. I mean, insane, or maybe not. But you know, movies, music, food, basketball—you know, anything goes. Like I said, and and by the way, my my coffee grinder broke. <sighs> I guess let's rock it. I, I don't know what to do. Um, I I almost couldn't even turn the mic on to record the I was, show. I was going to say you're not the real Brian without coffee and ample supply. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I do have a glorious, 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 triple glorious here. You know, three glorious is like, you know, five thumbs up from Siskel and Ebert. Okay. Who aren't even around anymore, really, uh, for the most part. Yes. Five thumbs, not four or five. Anyway, it's a triple glorious, uh, triple threat kind of gloriousness here from this tea that I'm drinking, which is from Malawi, Ooh. and it is a, uh, it's what they call a cricket tea. Does it really have crickets in it? Yep. Crickets. They Oops. they uh, steep the crickets Ew. and you drink their juices. That is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Woo. Uh, it is a white tea that is really, really twisted up nicely that it actually does look like crickets. Oh, little pieces are, are yeah. twisted to look like a cricket. And then when, you know, when the tea steeps it, they unfold and they become actual tea leaves, but oh. beautiful, beautiful tea, just a wonderful tea. Um, but no, my coffee grinder broke and I don't know really how to handle that. Therapy. Lots of therapy. I have had to get counseling for this. I know. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Seriously. Coffee is such a part of your routine and your morning and your life. It's been a challenge. I mean, I, that's all, all I have to say is that. I've had to drink Vias from Starbucks, what? which, you know, I roast my own and, and not, uh, it's just not the same, but it'll get you through in a pinch until you get a new coffee grinder. Uh, apparently it's been painful, but you know, I, I, I've been supporting our, our local favorite coffee shops around here, you know, because they, well, you know, they, they wake me up in the morning and yeah. then uh, tea, you know, just like holds me through the day. So I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time one way or the other. It's been fun because I get out in the community and I get to hang out with people and, chat and you know you know me i build relationships i love people and i'm out and i'm having a great time and so actually in some ways this has been a huge blessing in disguise so you know maybe i shouldn't even get a new coffee grinder and just say i'm just going to coffee every day you could but that would be expensive yeah oh well i think you are you like doing the beans though and roasting them. i do yeah. i do and i like my my little morning routine now mm-hmm. having a great time but uh well if you didn't already guess i miss light Nope. And joining me as the real Brian. Mm, switch that. Reverse. Strike that reverse. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me again. Well, I mean, three, three times in a row. It's I like, know. It's, it's awesome. Third time's a charm. Maybe I'll get it right this time. Just can't get enough of this show, can you? No, it's fun. Yeah. I love it. Um, how do you go to uh, Emily's blog post about the show? <laughs> Beats me. I just talk behind the mic. I don't know. Well, I, I think she writes really cool stories about our show. Yeah. So they're awesome. You, you, so, you know, Miss Ice, 
mm-hmm. who is also Emily O'Leary, who writes all of the wonderful blog posts because she's the writer in this, uh, you know, proverbial right. family here, this mm-hmm. podcasting family. She is. She's a good one too. Yeah. I don't, I don't write well. I mean, I, I can write well, very well. It's, it's, it's just not, it's her strong, it's not suit. my desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she loves to write. So mm-hmm. uh, yes, absolutely. Without a doubt. If you have not read Miss Ice's blog posts, you're not really living. So they're on realbryanshow.com, right? Yep. Realbryanshow.com. And also on my app on my phone for the iPhone for this show, it, it'll it say read more and you can read it on there too. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So wonderful. Well, it is uh superhero Friday. Yes. And it is tradition. Ready? Ready. Come on. Thank God it's. Woo. <sighs> Woo. That's exciting. I love this. Come on, come on, get into it. Have some fun here. Uh, yes, we are going to have fun today because it is Friday as always. And um, wait, mm-hmm. as always, like every day is Friday. Every week there is a Friday. That's it's kind of like Christmas comes one comes year. every year on the 25th of December. Although some of us forget about that. I'm like, oh, crap, I got to get Christmas presents yep. on Christmas Eve. Should have planned a little ahead. Yeah, it's kind of like every Thursday. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe tomorrow's Friday. <laughs> ah, what am I going to do? Ah. Although I, I don't forget that. I, I forget sometimes that it's Monday. Although I was talking to somebody and said, yeah, while well, you're working on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, it's Monday night, but, but thanks for, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you just forget what day it is. Somebody said that you're like, oh, you're working late on a Monday on a Sunday night. I'm like, no, it's Monday night. Oh, they got a day behind. Yeah. But you know what? It's easy to do that. I get a day behind sometimes too, depending on where you're at, what you're doing. Maybe you're so into it. You just forget. Well, but you know what I mean? Like, like, especially when I'm on a trip. Even if it's a business trip, I won't know what the heck the day it's is. It's not your normal routine. Exactly. Yeah. So there, there. it's easy to do that if you're out of the normal routine for whatever reason. But yes. Anyway. Well, it is Friday. I think we've confirmed that. Yeah. Pretty clearly. Yeah. And uh, do, yeah. You, do you want to know what my favorite drink this past week was? Yes. All right. Well, I'll tell you. Well, all it, right. it was golden milk. Ooh. Do you know what that is? I'm going to say turmeric tea of some kind mixed with some kind of milk, which I'm going to say is probably coconut knowing what? you. What? You are so right. Is that right? Nailed it. <laughs> this is a total. Well, I've had golden tea, which is turmeric tea. Oh, yes. It's usually a, a chai of some kind mixed with a lot of turmeric. This mm-hmm. is why it turns golden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's. But, you know, with your choice of milk. So I can't believe I'm right. So it's Haldi Ka Dode. That's, you know, the original language. Um, oh, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> what language are you saying? Yeah, so it's like India, basically, is part of the Ayurvedic system of healing. Gotcha. Yes. So here's why I'm doing this because it's delicious. It is good. I will, I will admit that the the normal one we, we drink at home. I is awesome. And it's a chai turmeric, which is fun. Really good. It's ground up turmeric root and extract with chai spices, but not actual black tea. No. Yeah, no, it's, and it's very good. And I drink, but one day I forgot it when I was going to work. So I went down to the local, you know, crunchy granola store there and I (laughs) tree hugger store. Yeah. I love this. It's so cute. I love it. Anyways, I found one there that was a cold beverage and it was in the refrigerated section. So it has, you know, the coconut milk and the coconut oil, like you said, because the curcumin, which is turmeric, has to be dissolved with fat in order to be effective in your body. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's uh, wh- why- what about the black pepper, though? Well, that you have to have black pepper. You didn't let me finish the ingredients. Uh, turmeric powder, coconut oil, coconut milk, um, black pepper and ginger root. And then mine was sweetened with some responsibly farmed rainforest grown honey. So you have to have those ingredients and 
turmeric ideally has been cooked of some sort to make it most bioavailable. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So here's why it's good for you. Do yeah, you, let's 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 yeah. Let's explain why? the actual why is turmeric even a necessary thing? And so it's curcumin, which is the compound in turmeric. It's anti-inflammatory, improves digestion, enhances your brain function, which is fantastic, as does coconut milk. So that's the combo there is fantastic. Uh, cures skin disorders, regulates hormones, relieves muscle and joint pain, prevents cancer, is like a natural Botox with antioxidants that slow the aging process, making your skin more supple. Uh, it detoxifies the liver, promotes healthy blood sugar levels, and many more. Wow. Why are we not drinking this almost every day? Well, and it's really good too, taste-wise. Oh, like not, not just that it's good for you, but I actually enjoy it. Now, one thing I want to just uh, side note here. Uh, the Real Brian Show is FDA approved, and we do make actual medical claims on this show. Oh, whatever. Because I know that the <laughs> turmeric will cure cancer and everything else. So, mm, yeah, no, it, <laughs> no, that's, that's the not science. at all. No, but no, these are some of the benefits that people have studied mm-hmm. um, that we've we've read about. No, you know, here's the thing. I'm just going to go off on this a little bit here. I don't actually care anymore whether it has FDA approval or is it FDA or is that what I'm thinking of here? Yeah, the Food and Drug Administration. Yeah, like, oh, it's not FDA approved. Honestly, at this point, I don't care. I mean, I'm glad that there's an FDA. I'm glad that the FDA does approve things. But half the time, some of the stuff that we've read about or, or even tried ourselves works well, we're for us. The more natural, holistic type of thing, and they're not going to approve it in the FDA. Exactly, because, well, they're in bed with pharmaceuticals. And I... I, I oh, there you went with politics oops. again. Listen, I knew a guy who was a pharmaceutical rep. Great guy. But let's face it. He made a lot of money to push drugs. Well, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Everybody wants to make push drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Legal drugs. And you know what? Again, being the medical. Okay. So we just talked with Tim this week. Tim Flynn. I love that episode. And this is this is not the first time that I've heard this. I totally agree with Tim, though, that there are pharmaceuticals that can very much help us and can actually save lives. I know that. Oh, sure. But it doesn't replace nutrition and actual things that are grown in the earth Mm -hmm. simply because there's something to be said about natural stuff. There's something to be said about the sourcing of your foods and all that. And I know I'm, I'm kind of harping on this lately and because we've been doing a lot of reading on it, Mm -hmm. I see and have friends who are very, very sick right now. Oh, so sad. And they're young. They're way, way, way too young to be sick and they're sick because of food choices. And they ate stuff that wasn't healthy for them too much of their life. And it is now literally killing them. In mm-hmm. fact, they're getting, re- and, I, and this is not just one person. This is a couple people. I know they're getting reports from doctors saying you're at a high risk for heart attacks or strokes or, you That's know, scary all kinds stuff. of things. These people are young. They're not in their fifties or sixties. They're young. Yeah. And I'm thinking, dude, like, like, I, I, I know. I, I, ah, I don't know how to, I don't know how to, I get so passionate about this. I don't want my friends to die. Well, gosh, no. And it's a simple choice. Change your fracking diet. And That's get, it. Some, get some exercise in there while you're at it. That's it's it. Not, it's not that hard. I mean, no. maybe it is. I mean, hard. it is because it like, is. I know how much like even last night I was craving pizza, craving it. So and, and not just pizza, but just something crappy. Oh, and I thought, okay, you know, and here's the thing. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, this whole week, starting with Sunday, I've been eating very, very healthy, mm-hmm. very, I mean, intentionally healthy, no extra sugar, uh, really actually no sugar That's for good. that matter at all. It's been great and I feel better, but because I've been kind of on the, all oh, just, you know, eat something whenever I feel like it or what, you know what I mean? Like I've been primarily healthy. I've been probably 70% intentionally healthy 
And the other 30% has been, oh, sure, I'll have, uh, you know, sugar in my coffee or, or honey or something like that. Or it was, uh, honey's not bad, you know. Or I'll, I'll have a, I don't know, like a piece of chocolate, which again, chocolate's not that bad. But you know what I'm saying? Like it was more like whenever I feel like it versus mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little more intentional. Now, I do have an interview coming up in a couple of weeks with a, a guy who owns a chocolate shop. It's a local chocolate shop as well. And he and I were chatting about that. And one of the things he said, which you'll hear in the interview, which is why I like chocolate. The studies that show that chocolate has a lot of good benefits for you mm-hmm. are actually studies tested on you know, your, your big company, lower quality chocolates. Oh, really? So they're studying these lower quality chocolates that really aren't even that good for you anyway. And they're saying, well, they have antioxidants and and flavanols and flavonoids uh-huh. and all these great they things do. for you. The chocolate this guy gets is in the top. I think he said 13% of quality of chocolate in the entire world. Oh my word. And it's probably higher than that, depending on where he sources. And then he doesn't, you know, water it down and put all kinds of crap in it. Mm-hmm. It has a little bit of sugar, but not very much. And so you're actually getting, he said something along the lines of like 10 times more health benefits from his chocolate oh, than you are awesome. from most of the standard chocolates you get in the stores. I love that. So I thought, yeah, there's some sugar in it. But the reality is, is that having a, a small square of chocolate at night to satisfy that sweet tooth, mm-hmm. you're not binging, but you're satisfying the sweet tooth and you're actually getting good healthful properties, which I like that. So anyway, my point being going back to this whole story, you know, I like telling stories. <laughs> um, I was craving something crappy. So it's like once in a while I get it. Your brain wants it, you know, you're, or, your or you're addicted to it or something. Really want it. Well, and, and you know, maybe it's okay once, which is why I say eat healthy, but eat the freaking cookie. You did say that because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, having enjoying something once in a while is not a bad thing, but so how did the story resolve? Do tell. Well, the story hasn't resolved because I, I really care about these people and I want to say, you know, just listen, just no, choose your, some, your pizza story. Well, I had some cheese, but it was grass fed. <laughs> And I don't think grass-fed cheese is really that bad for you. In fact, I think it's fine. Uh, and it really helped. Actually, I kind of sprinkled it over the awesome food that you made. You made an amazing shepherd's pie with, mm-hmm. is it uh, sweet potato? Mm-hmm. And yak. Yak meat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yak meat. <laughs> Very good, by the way. So weird. And I loved it, but I'm like, I just need some freaking cheese. And it was wonderful. It was fine. Okay. But I'll tell you what, I, I really just want people to choose healthier foods. And and granted, you know what? I'm not here to, to tout health or anything. That's not what the show's about. It's just something that we have a passion for because we've read so much about Mm -hmm. it. We're seeing so many people now, especially my parents age who are are dealing with a lot of health problems and, you know, uh, Alzheimer's and dementia issues. And I'm thinking, what is going on? Is any of this preventable? Yeah. And then we're seeing friends that are my age who are dealing with serious health problems. And I'm going, okay, okay, stop here. (laughs) Like what, what the heck is going on here? Mm Mm-hmm. And we're finding out that a lot of it has to do with, with food choices. Almost all of it does. And gut bacteria. That's Which a whole is food nother, choices. That's a whole nother show topic, but yeah. that's what I'm reading right now. So something that um, has been a little fascinating, which going, it, your turmeric thing sounds so amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and some people will call it turmeric or turmeric or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not a tum, it's not a tuma. Um, <laughs> it has an R in it, people. Turmeric or mm-hmm. turmeric, or if you're from another country, it could be like, I don't know. I actually have no idea what it you is. You just made that up. I just made that up. I have been looking into the benefit as well of things like that. For example, like, like turmeric and all that, but also coconut oils, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know about that, that you had dead turmeric with some kind of fat mm-hmm. MCT oil. Some of you probably heard of bulletproof coffee. Uh, that's bulletproof something coffee. I tried that a long time ago. That's where you put coconut oil in your coffee. Yeah. You put some kind of an MCT or a coconut oil in your coffee and then 
grass-fed butter. Whip it up. Yeah. So it's fatty coffee. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, I actually, you know, I like it. It's it's interesting. I'll tell you that. It's an interesting flavor. It is good, um, but they talk about, you know, here's why it's good and that kind of thing. So long-term energy. Yeah. it uh, You know, whenever I drink it, which is not all the time, but whenever I drink it, I never have food cravings. Oh, interesting. Which is interesting. Hmm. Your body's satisfied with the fats. Yeah. That's good. So that's, that's a good thing. Brain um, fats, brain, brain fuel. Yeah. Which is something we're finding too is anyway, you know, some of you probably don't care about this and that's fine. And They're some like, of you were like, Oh my else. gosh, like give me some notes here. This is great. But th- this is why I'm, I'm interested in it. It's just simply because of the things we're reading about, about how, you know, we, we, our brains use sugar for energy, but that's not always a good thing. And so if you can actually feed your body fats, healthy fats, and your brains use fats for energy, which helps their finding to prevent stuff like Alzheimer's and dementia and other memory issues. Your brain is made up of a lot of fat. It is connections. Water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of good things. Also, so I'm, I'm looking at that and also shrooms. Mm-hmm, mushrooms. Mm. Yeah. The hallucinogenic kind. What? The poisonous kinds. No. Toadstools. Wonderful. Stop. Let's go stop. try to pick stuff out of my grass. That's not a good idea. No, um, I'm totally kidding. And the reason I said that is because we actually, there's a, a in, in the Northern Colorado area, there's a place that, they grow their own mushrooms and they do it very carefully and everything. And there's others uh, that we've, first of all, I love mushrooms. They taste so good. You know, we cook with them a lot. Mm-hmm. They, oh, some glorious, glorious ones. I had no idea the benefits of actual mushrooms and how they can help with so many different things. Mm-hmm. And I heard somebody interviewed on another podcast and I thought, well, you know, the, the nerding out, embracing my inner nerd thing. I'm going to just nerd out about this and see what mushrooms are all about. And I actually have a friend who lives in China who is Chinese, not just somebody who's working out there, but actually a guy from China who uh, studies Chinese, traditional Chinese medicines. Mm. And he and I had talked at one point about, you know, the, the powers of mushrooms and they really study and they do a lot of tests on them out there. Same kind of thing. Like this is kind of the whole FDA joke. Um, they don't do that kind of stuff here, but they do in other countries mm-hmm. and it's not just China, but so it was fascinating. And I went, wow, these, these things have so many amazing properties. Such as, can you name one or two? So like, um, well, since we were on the topic of, of brain health, lion's mane, mm-hmm. which by the way, is a very good mushroom. It tastes very good. Great to cook with. It's very meaty and Saute hearty. it in butter. Mm. Chewy. It's very good. Yeah. Really apparently good for, uh, what is that? NGF, that nerve growth factor, factor in your brain. It helps to like enhance that. So awesome. that you get good growth in your brain. Mm. In a good way. Mm-hmm. And then there's a ton of other things. Apparently mushrooms have a lot of anti anti stuff. So antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal, ironically, hmm. anti-tumor, wow. anti-cancer properties is what I'm reading about. And of course, none of this is, you know, I don't know. FDA approved. Well, they have done studies. Apparently they're even using lion's mane, for example, treatment with Alzheimer's patients now. Oh, very cool. From the medicinal side of things. So that's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, to me, it's interesting. And you're nerding out about it, which is yeah. great. And I know, I know some of you do too, because you've actually written and said, oh my gosh, I nerded out about this stuff. It's fascinating. But, you know, like I said, this is not a health show. So I just wanted to share some of the fun things we've been. Thank you for sharing. Well, thanks for sharing the turmeric story. You're welcome. Which launched off into a tirade of <laughs> health issues. Nice. <laughs> we, we, we forgot to talk about the benefits of high fructose corn syrup. Oh, my gosh. That is probably the most important one here. <laughs> I've been reading a lot about high fructose corn syrup and how we absolutely need to have that in our diet. Nope. So I've started drinking about 12 sodas a day. No, um, don't, don't even think about it. You're killing yourself right there. So here's the thing. And this is what I have to laugh about. I actually can't even stand the taste of high fructose corn syrup. 
because I can actually taste it. I'm sure many of us can taste the difference between that and like real sugar or real honey, for example. I don't even like it anymore. It gives that nasty aftertaste and all, but I am all for sugar. I love sugar, unfortunately. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But what I really like mm-hmm. is true, like healthy honey. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing some research on how do you source your honey and making sure that you don't heat it and that it's not heated, you know, because then you lose all the nutrients and everything. So they're saying get some raw honey, get local honey, because then you get the benefits of like the pollens from, you know, your your local plants and mm-hmm. stuff around you. Help your allergies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, man, just some of the stuff I'm reading about honey, I'm like, you know, I think actually honey is a really, really, really good thing to have. And it tastes so good. Of course, in moderation. In moderation. But like, like on the cornbread I made the other day. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That was, <laughs> that was pretty, so good. Pretty dang good. I know. I love my honey. And you know, what's so funny. I never feel, and I think there's a reason behind this. I'm not sure what it is. Some of you can probably tell me, but I never feel that sugar high with honey and or, or a crash afterwards. Oh, good. So now I do a soda. I feel terrible after wow. I drink soda nowadays. Unfortunately, I used to love soda. Bees don't make it. I know. Bees make honey. Natural. The, um, uh, the, the fructosians make the high fructose corn syrup. They do. Yeah. It's an, actually an alien race. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Wow. Yep. All right. Kind of like palm civets coffee. So, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, check it out. Just Google it and mm-hmm. you'll love it. Do you remember Jamiroquai, the band? Vaguely. From the 90s? Vaguely. You remember that canned heat song that Napoleon Dynamite danced to? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. So they're kind of a 90s, early 2000s band. And uh, seven years since they've done anything, and all of a sudden I get this thing in my Spotify about, hey, there's two new songs from Jamiroquai. And I'm like, what? Are they the same band? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I love them. I mean, they're so random. In fact, I, it was funny because I was doing college radio, and that was the first time that I had been introduced to Jamiroquai, and I didn't like them. Hmm. <clears throat> I thought they were actually kind of, kind of weird. Hmm. And then they came into their own. Great. Loved them. Canned heat was fun. It's kind of a weird disco slash. Mo- I don't even really know how to calm. Anyway, their new music's good. You would recommend it. There's some dissonance in it hmm. in automaton, which I like cloud nine was pretty good too, but automaton has this really weird, almost uh, a daft punk feel to it. Sounds like it by the name. Yeah. And then it goes into strange dissonance use. Of, I don't know. I don't like this kind of dissonance. And then it goes into a good harmony, but I don't know. I don't mind dissonance as long as it resolves into something that sure. turns into a melody, which we have to talk about dissonance here in just a second, because there was something we experienced this week that, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's like eating sour patch kids while, um, you know, hearing the, the like fingernails on the chalkboard kind of stuff uh, yeah, stop. and like listening to like a young child just slam down on a piano and hit every note at the same time. Oh goodness. Heinous. Don't love that. Heinous. But before we get to that point, I have to share two songs. Yes. My go-to song to be focused right now is a band called Elegram. L O E L L O. I think we talked about them actually recently. A uh, song called So Cold. I think I might have mentioned this one, but for some reason, there's something about that song that just allows me to focus. Oh, good. It's really cool. And then uh, my go-to song to get pumped right now, Seven Lions. I love him. Mm. With uh, Jason Ross, Higher Love. Fun. Check it out. It's on my Spotify mix. Sweet. I will. So we went to this concert. It was a lecture slash recital. So for you intellectual types, you're thinking like, ooh, this is fantastic. Ooh. And people are like, oh, what? It was a lecture. It's awesome. And a recital. Yeah. So they talked about this instrument and then they played it as an example. Now I've been a part of that world before because of, you know, being a pianist and and being trained as a concert pianist as well. 
So I had to do recitals. I actually didn't like recitals. I like actually performing on stage at a concert. Ooh. That's more my style, but I did do the recital thing. I never did the lecture, so I'm not into that as much, but um, man, it was fascinating. They, they talked about an organ. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're alums of CSU and I played on this organ. Oh, well, when you were back in school. Yeah. Back, back when I was there, I got a chance to play there and this, oh my gosh. So it's a special made organ. I don't know all the, I, I can't remember everything he said in there, Casavant. but Casavant. Mm-hmm. it apparently is, is one of the most, at least at the time, especially too, is one of the most unique organs in the world. And, uh, I remember it being one of, of a handful, literally just a handful of organs in the world that were like it. Mm-hmm. And I got to play on it. And of course, I can't do the foot pedals very well. That's a, an amazing little thing in and of itself. Oh but God. I got to play, you know, the Toccata and Fugue and D minor by Bach because it's fun. And then, you know, hearing a full on pipe organ that's the size of an entire room. Oh, well, what he was saying is they um, made it in the Northern European tradition. So it's German, essentially, mm-hmm. basically. And that type of organ was what Bach composed on and so the pieces he wrote for organ are best played on that type of organ that has mechanical action and all of the pieces are isolated together they're not you know electrically connected it's a real mechanical action and the sound is just amazing and there's like 75,000 pipes or something in there it's like crazy yeah it was amazing and it's and you can just make it do so many things from little fluty sounds to the whole shake the entire room, the bass yeah. pedal there. I mean, it was just fascinating. Yeah. When he hit those bass notes, I mean, the whole room's like vibrating. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Talk about a bass section. Woo. You know, subs. It was so good. So it was neat to see that because, you know, it's like going back. It's, it was a, a free little lecture slash recital, but it was so neat. And, and watching this guy play was amazing. I'll tell you, you know, he made that play. He made that organ sing, but then he did a 20th century piece, which Anybody that, okay, in case you're not familiar with the 20th century piece, it's a very modern sound. Here's how I like to say it. Professors and intellectuals wanted to create something new. Mm-hmm. The music has, in my opinion, this is my opinion only because some of you may be 20th century com- composers. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we don't want to offend anyone. This is just my opinion. It's not melodic. It's very, very dissonant. Like I said, it sounds like a child slamming on all of the keys at the same time. But technically it's incredible genius so to me it sounds like a bunch of mathematical uh, equations being played out in a technical prowess is basically the the best way to describe it but from a melodic standpoint i can't get any melody from it i can't follow along with it i can't predict where it's going to go which is probably a good thing because they probably don't want prediction Mm -hmm. and like i said it makes me feel like I'm, i'm listening to fingernails on a chalkboard at kid playing all of the notes at once and you know eating sour patch kids at the same time. <laughs> so it's, you did you like this? No. The technical prowess was incredible. What he was doing was amazing from that standpoint, but from a musical melodic standpoint, I was offended. Not really. I I was, you know. So the Bach pieces were more your style. Yeah. The 14 wait, 1500s? 16. Yeah, 15 and 1600s, yeah. I guess he walked Bach walked 250 miles to hear his first organ concert yeah, that's crazy. and study at the feet of this organ master for three months. And then he walked 250 miles back home. That's amazing. Crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, and I know some people that absolutely love 20th century music and that's more power to you. Seriously. I understand that. And we all have different music tastes. I don't like country. Some people love it. That's fine. That's just uh, it's interesting though. But um, yeah, it was really, really cool. Loved it. There's my music, you know, thing music, for the week. So new- we got to go to a couple of basketball games. 
Yes. Since we were, you know, in the area for, for the CSU alumni kind of thing, you know, I was like, let's, let's go to a couple games. We yeah. love basketball. And these games were just down to the wire buzzer beaters, like unreal. And they ended up winning both of them by uh, the last shot with three seconds left in the game. Three pointers, both, oh my both gosh. games. They were down both games. They were down, right? They should not have been. And yeah, with three to five seconds left shooting a three pointer, like it was and a, winning it almost like a Hail Mary. It's like, no, they're not going to try that. So they're going to the, uh, the, co- well, the finals now, the, right? The conference, the, the conference finals the tournament. tournaments. There we go. That's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for, mm-hmm. which is exciting. But, um, you know, knowing, knowing March madness, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to win by those kind of things. You're going to have to step the game up. Unfortunately, they'll have to get out of the conference in order to get invited to the big dance. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think they have the potential. So here's an interesting thing. This team right now, most basketball teams have what? 15 players, something like that. Yeah, 12 to 15. Well, many of the players right now are on suspension because of academic issues. And so there's seven players that are active right now. You play five on the court and you only can rotate in two people. Yeah. That's exhausting. And they may have got another one or two back eligible for the latest game. But yeah, I mean, they've had to dig deep. They're playing freshmen and sophomores who usually don't get court time. And yeah. And the team has had to really rally around, you know, obviously being in extremely good shape athletically to hold up for them that long. Yeah. And you can tell at the end of the game, they're, they're, they're tired. I mean, it's, yeah. it's very exhausting, but it's interesting to see, you know, the mind game, um, which, oh. you know, goes back to the abundant versus poverty mindset we talked about. And even the belief thing that Tim talked about on Wednesday with, mm-hmm. you know, visualization kind of thing. We saw that it was very interesting to see how, you know, when, when they're, when their minds, you know, just the way they're playing, when their minds are in it, you could see if they were confident, they mm-hmm. would make shots. They would hold themselves more confidently. They would run down the court confidently. They had a, you know, they would cheer and they would, uh, you know, cheer on each other, high five each other, whatever you want to call it. You know, you could see it. Mm-hmm. And then when they were missing their shots, you know, their heads were down. They didn't look confident. It is amazing. And I've always said this in sports, you know, you got to work on your talent. I've said this in, in, in music too. I can go and I can memorize a piece or I can know the piece and I can perform it. And if I'm not confident, I will mess up. Oh, cause you're thinking I'm probably going to mess up. Oh, or what if I mess up? And but if I go in and say, I am going to rock this piece or I'm going to rock this game or whatever, I usually do fine. And even if I mess up, who cares? You just, you pick up, you rock it, you move forward, but it is amazing Mm-hmm. how much of life is a mental game. That's the abundant mentality you talked about on your Monday show. Yeah. Like and visualizing said. success. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. I love it. Oh, anyway, great time. Great games. I have to one, one thing though, the dude that was behind me oh. <laughs> two games ago. Now, listen, I am all for, for super fans. Really? I love super fans. I really do. In fact, I think it's an, an amazing thing, but the guy behind me was screaming. First of all, he had a very loud voice, very, very shrill, very, very loud, loud voice. And he was screaming at like a female's range or higher. It was pretty high pitched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I think I lost half my hearing. That's why I brought earplugs. Well, the second game we brought earplugs, which was a great idea yeah. because I don't, again, I don't mind like, you know, loud, exciting, all that, but you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go deaf for half a day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was out of control. So he had to have lost his voice the next day. Yeah. But then we saw him again at the second game and I was like, he's back and he's still screaming. <laughs> he's a diehard fan. Oh my gosh. So I was talking with the flash about this kind of funny how I'm a basketball nerd and you know, not like nerding out on basketball as much as I, you know, I played basketball. I love basketball. 
but at the same time, I'm also a nerd. Sure. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Doesn't it? Oh yeah. So <laughs> I'm fascinated by this because as we were talking and you and I've talked about this is that it's, it's interesting how so many people that I know pick one or, or even just a couple of things or a few things to hone in on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they, they zero in sort of, sort of like this tractor beam suck me right in. See, you know what I mean? Like super, super narrow focused. It's kind of like, and I like using this example because I hear it all the time. I go to work 40 hours a week and then the rest of my time is spent fly fishing and sleeping and that's it. Cause I've heard that example used by other oh, people. Really? Hmm. It's like, that's a niche Get into, you know, something like that. And I thought, dude, I would go crazy. I could never focus on one thing. There's something to be said <sighs> though, for devoting your entire focus on one thing and then achieving success with it. Oh, I admire it. I'm just saying I can't do it. Ah, No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but, and it's not, I'm not even talking about seeing something through to the end and following through or anything like that. I'm just talking about, that's like your only interest. The variety of topics that you find very fascinating. Yeah. And you want to engage in. So I find a lot of people really do focus on one to a few things and that's it. And that's all they do. And they just, they pour their, their entire life and soul into it, which again, that's fine. I, I think it's admirable, but is it possible that there are actually a lot of us out here with the multiple interests? Yeah. Who we, you know, we, we have 40, 50, 60, 80 interests that could range anywhere from gaming to Star Trek, to basketball, to health, coffee, Chocolate bars. I mean, you know, I know I'm talking about myself here, but I'm also, I'm just like, (laughs) is it possible that there's more than just me? I guess we'll have to rely on the listener to tell us. Okay. If you're one of these people, what do you mean? These people? Well, you know, we're, we're a new people group. Oh, well, I'm going to call us that. We're a new people group. How about that? Yes. Um, I have an idea. You know, how everybody said, Oh, you gotta, you gotta hit the, the, you know, the gaming niche or the basketball niche or the fly fishing niche. Right. What about, the niche of us because they're, you know, we're out there. Yeah. What about the niche of us that has 80 interests? What do we call ourselves? You need a name for that. The well-balanced niche. Hmm. The, uh, diversity. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to think about that one. The godlike niche. No, no, that's what? Not right. That's, Oh, you're so weird. So horrible. Horrible. <sighs> and I, you know, I'm not trying to rise us up above other people, but one, one thing I do feel pretty good about, Go ahead. I got to get you to watch Star Wars. I know it. I know it. You did. Well, it wasn't me. It was because we went to that costume exhibit and I was fascinated by the clothing and the textiles and the art storyboards. And it was just, I was like, okay, I guess. Okay. I'll watch them. I know. I can't take credit for that. It was the power of the costume Mm -hmm. as you know, as they stated in their exhibit. It was interesting. So let me ask you this. I know you're not into them as much as I am and probably never will be. And that's completely okay. But um, you know, this is sort of a cultural awareness. Uh, it is embracing the inner nerd, maybe not yours. And I mean, I mean, let's, let's face it. Who doesn't want to see Jar Jar Binks? Who doesn't want to? Yeah. Hmm. I could probably count them. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, everybody loved Jar Jar. Well, and he I, was like the I, best thing that ever happened to Star Wars, right? I don't know about that, but I, but I like the cheesy love scene and you're like, or the, when they're dancing around <laughs> in the meadow or whatever, no, you're like rolling in star Wars in episode two. And they're just rolling and you know, the, uh, oral knots, oral knots, however you want to put it, the, the bad lip reading thingies. Oh yes. They did a hilarious thing where they just rolled for like 30 to 50. It was over and over and over. And they just kept rolling oh my for God. about a minute. Actually, I think it was about that. And I'm like, Oh, look how sweet this is. And you're like, this is the dumbest story ever. It was one of the worst love stories of all time. Ah. Uh. 
and you know, here's the thing. It should have been a great love story, but it was so cheesy. Well, they weren't really going to work because they had to keep it a secret. Yeah, Jedi had, can't have attachments. Mm-hmm, and she's a senator and all of this. So what do you think of the first uh, two point, you know, well, we're, we're just starting episode three now. And what do you think of the first two? So episode so three was too much. I mean, it's all just fighting. I mean, I guess that's the point. It's in the beginning. Star Wars, I guess war implies fighting. I guess I should just expect that. But I, it's like, okay, eh, something else. But I like the first two. I mean, I, I'd like the story of, you know, greater good versus evil. And you don't know which side people are on and you know, that kind of thing. Well, you, we've literally just been in the first scene of episode three. So it is just a giant battle. Yeah, I know. I'm we like, haven't okay, even I'm gotten into the main one. story yet. Oh, so good, okay. it does go into more story. I, but here's the thing. I mean, Lucas relied a lot more on, you know, eye candy and fighting and special effects for the first three episodes, you know, then with like, Episodes four, five, and six were more about the story because they didn't have the technology back then to right. make it all fancy, even though it looked more real in many ways because they had to use props. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see the difference. It's going to be, it's going to look old mm-hmm. and kind of clunky, but at the same time, it's just masterful. No, but I, I mean, I, I'm now appreciating it because it's, it's like you said, culture. If you don't know yeah. Star Wars, you don't, you really haven't lived. I, you know, you don't have to know, you don't have to love Star Wars, but you knowing Star Wars is probably kind of an important thing anymore. Yeah, No, I agree. So I'm, interesting. I'm excited to keep watching them. And I always make you stop and like, Hey, can you explain to me what they just <laughs> meant right there? I'm like, I'm such a dork. I don't even know. No, it's all right. It's, it's fun. It's you're fun like, to go through. You're like, well, look at that guy in the hood. Don't you recognize him? I'm like, no, what? I'm like, know. okay, never mind then. <laughs> you're funny. Your friends will die. That was. You're, you're imitating that character yeah okay rise lord vader okay i shall move on now okay but uh oh i you know what one thing i'd never have watched was the clone wars cartoon Mm. that they did Mm -hmm. which uh you know i'm I'm actually kind of starting to go through that a little bit now which is it's good it does kind of fill in the gaps oh on the story yeah okay and it's, you I just, mean, you could just summarize it for me in like a cliff note version. I'd be okay. Well, I'm not that far into it. So I don't really know. It's, I, I already kind of know what happens, but anyway, it's interesting. Okay. Um, now I got roped into watching pitch perfect one and two. Yes, you did. <sighs> it's the story about acapella group from college. Well, I love acapella female. Some people I know hate it, but I was, um, I had a bunch of friends and I actually got to travel with this group. Oh yes, you did. Not because I was part of the group, but just because I, you're just traveled with them trying to fit into the cool kids. Club. Yeah, I was trying to be cool. I'm not a singer. So anyway, that, but I was around an acapella group for about a week. Yeah. And it was fascinating. Do they sing all the time? Uh, yes. <laughs> that was the funny part because when I see them in this movie pitch perfect and they're just singing all the time, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so true. You have no idea. That's so cool. Acapella though. singers just don't stop singing. I it's really it. funny. Well, that's why they're so talented. I know. Now I will say this, the music in pitch perfect one and two and, and the, the arrangements and the way that they performed were oh my gosh, mm-hmm. so amazing. Very interesting. But I love music, but you know, it's, it's cheesy. I, yeah. You got to admit, but again, it's happy. It's nothing dark and dreary and I don't know. No, that I like, it is actually kind of a fun, happy, positive story. Um, you can tell it's geared towards women. So maybe that's partially why I'm not into it as much because yeah. I'm not the target audience, but at the same time, I actually did enjoy mm-hmm. both movies. They were fun. You know, they were, I don't know. They were good. You, you have to watch one of those once in a while with me. One thing I really liked, and I, I am disappointed we didn't get to see a little bit more of it, but you know, the whole record label part of, of uh music industry, the second one. Yeah. With, mm-hmm. with her being a part of it. I was like, I want to know more because mm-hmm. that's, that's fascinating to me. 
Oh, you produce an album? Yeah. And I've been a part of the music industry before. So it's like, I, you know, but they didn't really finish that story. So hopefully they will on the third one that comes out this year. Oh my gosh. December. Oh my goodness. <sighs> um, I'll, I'll quickly cover John Wick too. I did go see that. Uh, a couple friends wanted to go see that. I did see the first John Wick. And uh, I don't know. It's not. I don't mind movies like that, but it just wasn't my thing. What do you mean like that? It is pretty much just almost all violence. Not a lot of story. Uh, I don't mind violence personally. I know some people are very sensitive to it. For me, it's like whatever. But when when you have nothing but that kind of stuff at the expense of like what's going on and why is it, you know what I mean? Or a story and all. I just don't get into it. So for for the John Wick crowd and for that genre, it, it was great from that standpoint. You know, it, it held true to, I don't know, the world it created. Not my thing hmm. as much. Well, so, the, thanks for that warning because if you thought it was too much violence for you, then I but you'd hate sure it. would not love it. I mean, if, if you have any sensitivity to violence, that is not a movie to see. I do. And it's not even a matter of, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of nonstop like, okay, I'm getting bored now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Something else, please. He shot 400 people by now. I'm like, oh, whatever. So I, in one way it was very cool. And in another way, I'm just like, okay, done. So next, but again, it's not my thing, but thanks for the review. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm here to serve whenever I can. Thanks. All right. Uh, well, let me, uh, let me just one last random thought that I wanted to bring up here. And then we're definitely going to go into, uh, another thing that you were going to bring up. I know the importance of dressing nicely. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've been trying to as you know, I went through my wardrobe. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, since you kind of helped me with that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you knew about that. Yes, I was Since you there. were there. I was there. All right, okay. Trying to update wardrobe, get rid of some clothes that don't fit, blah, blah, blah. You know, trying to look a little bit nicer, a little bit more professional, and which has actually been a great thing and, and paid off well because I've been out in the community a little bit more and doing now in-person interviews, which I, you know, podcasters, you don't even have to wear pants, right? Just turn the mic on, go to town. Nobody's here. That is hilarious. But when I'm out, I need to look professional. Sure. So it's been a lot of fun, but I'm six, four size 14 shoes, which by the way, my, my feet are what they call triple a narrow, which is actually narrower than most women's feet. You don't have a lot of options. I literally, my feet look like a ski (laughs) very long and, and completely like, I'm not kidding. I think most skis are actually do you remember when they wider. made those little skis that were not the really, really long ones, but they're like a 24 inch ski or something? Yeah. That's probably about what you are. All I need are boots. I don't even need skis to go down a hill. It's amazing. <laughs> Flippery. I could go water skiing barefoot. It's easy. So my point is there's no such thing. Well, maybe somewhere. I think one maybe. company that uh, in all my research, I think there's one company that makes size 14 AAA narrow shoes. Okay. $400 for a pair of shoes though. Whoa. But other than that, I've never seen a company out there that makes a triple a narrow 14. I've never seen it. So what are you going to do about this problem? Well, I don't know because everyone's like, okay, Brian, dude, you get judged on your shoes, which I, I don't know. Who I judges on shoes. Apparently there's a whole culture around that. I don't oh. know if that's something that's as common anymore because you know, I go to a coffee shop and people are dressed in like whatever jammies and flip yeah pajama i mean whatever you want right and especially in colorado you kind of wear whatever you want but there is still a culture in colorado that dresses very professionally and apparently shoes are what you get judged on okay well good to know you remember my granddad used to talk about that oh he did he's always like you need to have a good pair of dress shoes that's what men get uh, you know judged on and i thought okay you're like i'm in podcasting i don't really go out that much (laughs) well but i'm getting out more i know it's good so they're like you need a pair of brown leather dress 
slash dress slash casual. You can wear it with jeans, but you can also wear it with, you know, Business slacks. Casual. Yeah. And you need a good pair of that leather dress shoe because, you know, that's what's going to make you stand apart. Okay. Dude. Okay. So with my, with my awkward foot <laughs> size and everything. And then of course, as you know, not having full function with my leg and muscles and everything because of the back issue. Yes. Uh, walking in dress shoes, especially if they have a little bit of a heel raise. Painful. It, it, it is painful. Yep. Yeah, I know. So what are you going to do to solve this dilemma? I need a shoe that is extremely comfortable that actually supports my, because when I walk, I don't want to have pain well, no or one. injury. I want to actually sure. be able to walk normal. So a zero heel, heel raise. Mm-hmm. Um, how about this? Okay. This is going to go. I mean, this is going to fly in the face of the shoe enthusiasts. Shoe you judgers. are going to throw judgment at me. You're going <laughs> to hate me. I'm going to get all these hate, you know, emails and, and tweets and everything. And people saying about your Ryan, shoes. You are a disgrace to manhood. Okay. That is terrible. I'm going to get that. Okay. I know it. Why? What are you going to do? Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to order a custom pair of the Chuck Taylors. You know, the Converse Chuck's oh, Converse. Yeah. Brown leather. Wait, they're not an athletic shoe. So apparently you can customize. I was looking at Converse. You can customize where it's all brown leather and then you can actually make all of the colors consistent. So the laces and oh, the top and everything would be brown. Now, granted that little rubber piece around the bottom, you mm-hmm. can either do white or black. So I'd go black. Mm-hmm. So it definitely is going to be a casual shoe. But I don't care. This is going to be a statement for you. I think this is time for you to just tell the world who you are. Who cares? Like, I got to be able to walk. I don't want injuries. And you know what? If you're going to judge me on my shoes, then fine. Whatever. I mean, is it me or is that is that a good idea or who cares? You know, again, because we're not in some I think the coasts might have more, you know, etiquette about what you wear. But in the middle part of the country, it's like we can wear whatever. And if you make it look good, it will look good. You know, it's interesting. I've seen a bunch of the, you know, younger population starting to, and I don't mean younger, but like young professionals mm-hmm. starting to see like a lot of them now starting to wear the brown leather dress shoes and, you know, the nice jeans and, you know, a nice shirt or whatever, or even maybe a sport coat or whatever. Uh, and I've seen a lot of that recently. What's interesting is everybody looks the same. Mm. And that's the one thing that I never want to be as somebody who fits in and looks the same because I am... I'm not one of the crowd. I'm a trailblazer. You're not going to, I mean, you're six foot four. You're going to stand up above. Well, that's true. I was told in Taiwan, just blend in. (laughs) Like I'm white. They're Asian. I'm six, four. They're five foot. Great, great advice. (laughs) How'd that go for you? It was wonderful. Okay. Yeah. I could see over everybody. It was wonderful. And you learned some words in Chinese. Yeah, it was fun. Although I will admit there are some tall Chinese people, but not as many as you might think. So that's a totally different story for a different time. You're going back to Chuck Taylor's. Why not wear a nice pair of jeans and even up to a sport coat or, you know, if you have to dress up that kind of thing, who cares if it's a brown leather pair of Chuck Taylor's? Bring it on. Dude. Mm -hmm. And if people are like, oh my gosh, that's just, oh, oh, like I threw up in my mouth. Oh, (laughs) you could, I'm going to be like, dude, you could get them engraved with like a unicorn or something. Ooh, that'd be awesome. That's a great, like a pink one or no purple. Purple unicorn. Oh yeah. I think we're I think we're taking a rabbit trail. We need to bring no, it no, back. No, no, no. You can customize these things. Oh well. I could have a uni. How about just the unicorn's horn? Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Then you could focus on the unicorn's horn. That'd be good. All the way up 
Oh man. Like, you know, up, you know, up the front, you know, where the laces are, it's just a giant unit. I mean, are you feeling this? I mean, I, I- I'm going to say no to the unicorn, <sighs> but thanks for, thanks for sharing that idea. Maybe I could get like a customized green arrow converse. Cause that's a little more manlier. Yeah, you could. I like that. You like the green arrow. Yeah, I, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, green arrow is my, my, my bro. So sweet. All right. Tell me a little bit about something you did recently you you said you took a test for work mm-hmm, i did i find this test extremely fascinating and and it is beneficial but but talk about it well i talked about it a little bit on a different show but it's the disc sort of the disc d-i-s-c and it's a personality kind of trait but it's helpful for workplace of learning how to your work style where you work best and those around you how they can relate with you and how you can relate with them and learn their ways so um it's not saying one type of personality is better than another. They're all equally valuable, of course, but um, it says understanding yourself better is the first step to becoming more effective when working with others. And I think that's true. I mean, I've learned how to work with you in our, you know, relationship and stuff better by understanding who you are as a person and vice versa. Um, Which is very important, by the way. Oh, I think it is. You know, you hear so many times, so many times, couples fighting, you know, oh, I don't understand. Or, you know, how many times have I heard, I don't understand men or I don't understand women. I hear that all the time and I'm like, actually, it's not that hard. I mean, everyone is different, of course, totally. but it, it ta- like we said before, take some time to converse about it, have dialogue and, yeah. and try to understand, like listen with an intent to understand. So yeah. um, the test came back. You're going to be shocked because I'm sure you really already knew this, that I am very high in the steadiness category. So even tempered, accommodating, patient, humble, tactful, likes, you know, routine, likes to know predictability. Um, likes to serve behind the scenes and help others. And that's, that's, that's me right there. That's me. Yep. 100%. Uh, so, but it's, it's neat because a lot of folks on my team are going to take this and we're going to learn how we can use our, our strengths to yep. succeed in our workplace. And there are some that are different, definitely style wise from us. And to not say those people are wrong or bad or we don't get them, but like, okay, that's their style. That's who they are. So for instance, in our workplace, we have all of our managers and a lot of them are in the dominance category, direct, results-oriented, firm, strong-willed, and forceful. But that's why they got to be a manager. That's why they're in that position of leadership is because that's their dominant, their dominance yep. is coming through. And then there's what I think you are. I'm just going to analyze you. Well, right I have here. some of that D dominance, you know, personality when it comes to, especially in business. I don't have that in social circles as much, but I do more in the business and leadership mm-hmm. standpoint, not yeah, no. as much as, well, I think you're higher in the influence category. Yep. So d- described as outgoing, enthusiastic, optimistic, high spirited, and lively. And you like working in groups with people. You like collaborating. You just want to work with folks and get stuff done. And the relationship is really important to you. So you don't like to be a loner. Um, that yeah. kind of thing. So I, it's, it is fascinating. The other two styles. So we talked about D, you know, then I and S and then the C is more of a um, conscientious is what they call it. So analytical, reserved, precise, private, and systematic. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, of course i have a detailed oriented job, so I do have to have some of that. Um, you know, you can't just do things that are inaccurate, but um, I, I really, I really, feel like this is going to help me grow and learn and yeah and I and I want to share it with you because it can help us better our relationship too. I think it's interesting because you know prior to and you and I took I gosh I mean we we took a, a not really took the actual test but we looked at the disc test and we sort of you know came up with our own ideas of who we were. And we did this years ago and then I did the strengths finder thing which I mean we've talked about this a little bit on the show already but 
having done that prior prior to having done those tests, I was always like, how come you guys don't get this? You know, and uh-huh. we talked yeah. about bridging style and stuff too. So it's this is nothing new, but I would always be like, how come they don't get this? And how come they're not more like me? And, mm-hmm. you know, this is so easy. Why isn't this easy? Blah, blah, blah. And it was that whole projection thing that we talked about as well. Mm-hmm. And after taking stuff like the test or, or you know, strengths finder and stuff, all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like I knew everybody was different, but I didn't really understand how everybody was different and how to actually understand their differences so that I can communicate better with them have more grace for them and not to mention even communicate with them, you know, so that they actually hear it clearly and still it's a learning process, but it has changed my life when it comes to people Mm -hmm. in ways that I didn't even know was possible. Well, and what you're saying is that what's the motivation for people? Like, why don't they get that? Well, maybe that's that factor that motivated you to action does not motivate them. Like to me, my motivators are contributing to a calm and stable atmosphere, working with people who genuinely, genuinely care about each other. Yeah that describes my workplace and that motivates me to keep doing a really good job there, you know, supporting people, you know, helping people work together. Those are my motivators. And, um, and I thrive when I'm doing that. And, you know, when I'm working in a chaotic environment, for example, or trying to be taking too many risks, I feel very uncomfortable and it's a stressful situation. Yeah. So it it is, of course, we're exactly opposite, of course. So, um, we have the perfect opportunity, as I like to say, it's not a challenge. It's an opportunity to bridge to each other and uh, make a complete picture to work together. Booyah. Yes. So if you're looking to understand, you know, the people you work with, your friends, your, uh, if you're in a relationship of some kind, you know, whatever, uh, this is, this is the way to go, you know? So it, and honestly, if you're somebody who has these knockdown drag out fights or you don't understand why doesn't this person get it and blah, blah, blah. And you know, this is, this has really helped us mm-hmm. go take a disc test or a strengths finder thing. Just trust me. Mm-hmm. It really helps. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm not going to make any money for this. So this isn't like a pitch. This yep. is more of a, I'm trying to help. Yep. It's just fascinating too. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say is uh thank you to the green butterfly for sending in some, some voicemail and uh, I really appreciated it. She actually was very thankful for our conversation about relationships. Oh, good. Having been, uh, oh shoot. Have you been married for 17 years or together? Well, oh. either way, that's pretty cool. Regardless, 17 years is awesome one way or the other. And I can't remember if it was together or married, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Still wonderful. Um, 17, that's a, you know, that's, they beat us out. I know it. Seriously. That's amazing. Anyway, but just hearing, it's so great to hear by the way that, uh, you know, you're getting something from that and it was encouraging and helpful and love that. And I love this. She's like, I love the three days a week because I get the real Brian three days a week. And I thought, wow, that is ego boosting, but more importantly, it's very encouraging. Well, thanks green butterfly. Yeah. As always our eye in the sky. So anytime we need to know what's going on, green butterfly is there to, you know, tell us. All right. Well, I think that's about it. That's all I've got. That's all I've got too. So I have a very, very special interview that I'm going to be have just in just a couple minutes here. Oh, okay. Cause you know, last week we got a chat with uh, Napoleon dynamite, which I didn't expect, but he's my friend, you know, I know he's not mine. I know it jerk. So we'll, you know, we'll have some fun, but um, coming up in a few minutes is Groot. Oh, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Groot. Oh my gosh. That guy's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, guy just will not shut up. I tell you what, he just doesn't stop talking. So I, I'm going to try to reel him in a little bit here. But one thing that I wanted to at least tell you before we go too quickly, Monday, mm-hmm. going to be talking about the topic of I got your back. Oh, nice. Like this, standing up for your friend. 
you know, I, whatever that, whatever that looks like, like mm-hmm. I'm there, I've got, I've got my friends back. I'm going to, yeah, stand up for them and support them. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting topic. I have some personal stories that I'll share mm-hmm. and it's something that uh, I have a huge passion for huge, huge, huge you passion. Do. Oh my gosh. I love standing up for people and I love being stood up for not stood up, but stood up for <laughs> as well. Um, you know why? It's because you're the eye. Yeah. You're the influencer. And I see so many people throwing other people under the bus to save their own skin. And it is so, so sad to me, but you're right. So if I step back and bridge style to different personalities, mm-hmm. I see it so clearly and it affects me so much. Whereas maybe someone else with a different personality doesn't, they don't see that they don't care as much, or maybe they don't see the value of it as much. Mm-hmm. But I think deep down, regardless of our personalities or our, you know, whoever we are, whatever our strengths are, we all deep down want to have some kind of a personal connection with somebody that we know is going to stand up for us and get our backs in a time of need. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. I know loves to get beat up and left well, behind. No, of course. And all, while everyone else sits there and watches, nobody likes that. I don't know anyone that has ever walked the face of this earth that goes, please, I want to be alone <laughs> And I want to get beaten up or Aww. thrown under the bus or verbally abused or chast no, or whatever. Right. No. And I got this all on my own. I don't care if the entire world is against me. I've heard people say that and they're lying. They don't really mean well, that. Well, it's bull. Yeah. If no they, such thing. If they really thought what the logical conclusion of that, mm-mm. it's a defense mechanism. I get it. But anyway, I just want to say that I, I want to talk about that and, and not as a, uh, uh, you know, I'm not here to like, discourage anyone when I talk about this, it's more of an encouragement to say, let's, let's seriously stand up for each other. But at the reality is, is that I know that only a few people in our lives will actually be that person who can stand up for us because it can't be everyone. No. And I understand that now, granted, I think there's a lot of standing up for like people groups or situations, you know, like we talked about racism and I I Mm -hmm. keep bringing that up, but there is something to be said about standing up against racism, right? Regardless of whether we know the person or not. Sure. Just as on, on moral principles or whatever. Sure. And that's more standing yeah. up for a cause, which I'm not going to go into. I'm talking about actually standing up for a person. So, so I just wanted to read this quote from Epicurious. It says, it is not so much our friend's help that helps us as the confidence of their help. I was like, oh, that's exactly what you're talking about. Knowing that they'll be there to get your back. Interesting. Even if they don't actually have to help you, but knowing that they're there and they would. So. I, I don't remember if I've mentioned this on the show or not, and I probably won't talk about this on Monday, but this is okay. That's a very fascinating comment right there. And again, if I've, if I've talked about this before, sorry, it's very important though. Personal experience went through a very tough time many years ago and people disappeared. People didn't have my back. They, they felt it was just they didn't know what to say, so they said nothing. Which you, you have talked about the that. Pro- okay, I've talked about that. Yeah. But there is an issue with that when somebody says, you know, well, I didn't know what to say, so I didn't say anything. And I'm like, you realize that was the worst thing you could have done. Yeah. No, yeah. You said just go and tell them, I'm sorry, I don't know what to say, but I'm here for you. Yeah. That's all. That's it. Well, I know um Miss Ice experienced this mm-hmm. with her coworkers when her dad died last year. Mm-hmm. And they just tried to like pretend it didn't exist. And that really hurt her. Well, sure. Because instead of coming up and like you just said, Listen, I, I have an experience. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to help you, but I want you to know I'm here. And if you need anything at all, please do not hesitate to ask. How hard is that? I know. I mean, well, holy crap. How hard is that? It's not. 
Oh my gosh, that's so easy. You don't have to know what to say. You don't even, you could literally just say, I, I seriously, I don't know what to do here, but I just want you to know I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. Yep. So, so I, ep- I want to encourage that so much. So Epicurus got it right in 341 BC or whatever, whenever he said that. We still haven't gotten that yet. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it's all right. We're working on it. We're working. Let us be an encouragement to, to all of us, to all, everyone that as you see a friend in need, reach out, even if you don't know what to do and just let them know that you're there mm-hmm. and that you are willing to help and be of service and be of support if necessary. And just let us know how kind of yep. thing. And if you're in need and we don't know, contact me. Absolutely. TRB at real I really, anything that even if I could just be a listening ear. Absolutely. You're really actually good at that. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I actually do enjoy it. Now I'm not a counselor, so I'm not going to offer any like professional advice, but I love listening and just being of, of encouragement and support. That's what I do. I love it. That's who I am. All right. Well, thanks for joining us here on the real Brian show and uh, miss light. Thanks for being on. You, are you, you may not be back next week. We're not sure. You never know, but I, but I'm really enjoying my time. So thank I you know. for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. Well, as I mentioned, I have a special guest joining us here today at The Real Brian Show, as always, and I already mentioned who he was, but okay, so I, I was actually trying to get Star-Lord, you know, or Drax or somebody like that, but you know, all I could get was, here he is, Groot, welcome to The Real Brian Show. I'm Groot. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Before we go any further, I know that, you know, in our next chapter of, I guess, sorry, volume of the, as you call yourselves, the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, you're just a little, what is it, Grootling? Is that appropriate? I am. Sure, understood. That that makes sense. So the nice thing is that you're back, fully grown to a full Groot again. I am Groot. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you this. I know you're sort of a henchman, right? The muscle of the group, so to speak. I am Groot. Uh, yeah, I know. Drax is pretty jacked, but let's face it. I mean, he's got absolutely nothing on you. I'm Groot. You don't have to be so modest about it, man. I am Groot. I do need to admit, though, that I kind of sort of wanted to have Drax, you know, and or Star-Lord on The Real Brian Show, but, you know, you were the only available one. I am Groot. No, I know. I know. And I and I am thankful you're here. I know. But I just needed to do apologize for kind of having a bad attitude about that because, let's face it, I've never talked to a tree before. I am Groot. Gotcha. And thank you for forgiving me. I appreciate that. I am. Well, no, I was actually going to ask you briefly, by the way, about your upcoming movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So are you excited? I'm Groot. That wasn't you? I'm Groot. Okay, I knew that was a CGI replacement. Even though you were just a Grootling at the time of the story, that's still not even you in the movie? I'm Groot. What a ripoff, man. So did you get your usual royalties? I'm Groot. What? That is an outrage, man. I am Groot. Agreed, agreed, totally. So if you weren't even in the upcoming Guardians movie, what have you been up to? I'm Groot. Well, that's funny. I didn't even see you in the new Xander Cage movie. I am Groot. And you're in the upcoming Fast and Furious movie. Really? I'm Groot. You're the main character in the new Fast and Furious movie. I'm Groot. I thought that was Vin Diesel playing Dom. I am Groot. Huh. All right. Well, let's do this. What what encouragement would you uh, like to leave us with? I'm Groot. Well, that's really nice. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And as always, I know my listeners will appreciate those words of wisdom. I am Groot. You are most welcome. Okay. So now that, you know, we're good and all, is is it possible? You know, only if it's convenient for you, of course. Could you, like, introduce me to Star-Lord and Drax? Oh, yeah. Groot! 
Oh, crap. Well, you know what the music means. Uh, thanks for joining me here. Got to go. As I mentioned, Monday talking about I got your back. So join me on the Real Brian Show for our Monday experience episode. And please go to realbrianshow.com. Check out Emily's blog post. Contact me. I would love to hear from you. Everything. Have a wonderful weekend. I am The Real Brian signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.